This week on The Pour Over, Joe and Dill continue their discussion of the new comic book adaptation, Umbrella Academy. Listen in as they share their thoughts on episodes 2, 3, and 4 of the superhero drama. Let's pour it all over. Hello friends and welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, uh, Joe and Dill. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show and most importantly chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This time we'll be chatting about The Umbrella Academy, a new Netflix series based upon the comic book series of the same name. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. So what's up, Dill? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Um can't believe the week's already over, man. I know, time is going by. I was talking to some classmates, and they're like, yeah, only uh, three weeks left of class. And I was like, what? Really? So, so much homework to do. <laughs> Doesn't really feel like it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how your coffee been this week? It's uh, been pretty good. I actually bought some beans, finally. I feel like it's been a really long time since I've been able to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought some counterculture beans, actually. Uh, nice. I bought one of their blends. It's called Big Trouble. Mm. Um, and it has flavored notes of caramel, nuts, and it says round. I assume that's like a, I, I don't know, like a, very... a, a body. Oh, okay. <laughs> a, yeah. A body. Because right, round's not a flavor. So, mm. yeah, unless people taste the shapes, I, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, Most of yeah. my coffee's been triangles, so. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. I I went to um, there's a coffee shop by my school called Fiction Coffee. I, okay, I think that's what it's called now. It used to be called something else. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I went, and it's been a while since I've really bought beans. So hmm. I, they had some, picked it up, a little more expensive than I would usually get. So that's why I got blend this time. I actually. Oh, as don't a blend? usually buy blends. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while, but it's a little bit cheaper. So I was like, "Yeah, I get it." You haven't uh, brought up Fiction Coffee Shop before. Yeah, I uh, it used to be a shop called Method, and I actually used to live across the street. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, but then then I moved, and I just haven't been back over there. Uh, the shop is pretty nice. It's, it's cozy, so it's really really small. Oh, okay. Like, that's, that's... that's probably the smallest coffee shop I've ever been in. Oh wow! Um, but like, as long as you can get a table, which the couple times I went hasn't really been an issue, then it's it's actually nice. Nice, as opposed to being in like a really big space and and whatnot. So, all their tables have plugs, so it's it's actually kind of made for you to sit down and kind of work at. It's like a small desk, sort of. It's just like enough space for one person on each side. Hmm, that is really small. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's good, um, and, and they make pretty good coffee. At least this is the first time I went to Fiction. When it was Method, I actually liked it a lot. So mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And what about you, man? Um, I have bought a new bean um, this week. It is uh, actually from Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. It's, okay. Uh, yeah. Trader Joe. Uh, yeah, it's my, my coffee. <laughs> um, it's there's a Colombian Supremo. It's um, not really... The organic version or fair trade, I think it's just, you know, it's it was the cheapest one. It was like five ninety nine maybe or four ninety nine for like sixteen ounces. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so a lot of beans, but I wanted to mix it up from the, uh, I think 
I talked about the Ethiopian last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted something a little bit more um, kind of medium and round-bodied, if you will, uh, to yeah, kind of drink yeah. during the, the work week. So that's why I picked up uh, another, you know, uh, tin of beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You usually buy from Trader Joe's? Uh, yeah, I, I frequent Trader Joe's for groceries. Um, mm. I guess, yeah, that kind of makes me like a yuppie, but I do like... <laughs> I do like their um some of their stuff. Um actually well their produce isn't that great, but some of their other like Trader Joe's trademark stuff I really mm-hmm. like. Um I mean I don't do you do you ever go there? Pretty rarely. I mean my my mom really likes that they have this frozen Japanese fried rice. Just like rice in a bag, you can microwave it in the bag. Oh. She likes that a lot. So yeah. occasionally we'll go and we'll just basically clear out their whole stock. Oh my gosh. It's not like too really? many, but yeah, yeah. We just go and she like grabs a bunch and we just bring it home. That's when you um, know you really like something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. My, my mom yeah. kind of liked that though. It's like when, once she, she like goes in phases where she's like, oh. oh, I really like this one thing. And then I'm just going to eat it all the time. And then they'll like stop for a long time. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you should never go to Costco then. I mean, you'd like have bulk <laughs> on bulk on bulk. It'd just be like. We can never yeah, get rid of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, she does, and then she buys it, and then expects that I will eat it. Basically, oh, like she she might not want to eat all of it, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, just share with like Dylan or something." I, I don't really know what she thinks about, but usually, if she buys snacks, I'm kind of expected to eat most of them. You are the trash can. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so. Can't complain about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, going back to your uh, counterculture coffee, have you tried it yet? Yeah, I've tried it a couple of times. Um, haven't really. I think every time I've made it, I've had a. I, I put it in the thermos and I go, as opposed mm. to brewing it and drinking it at home. Yeah. And so you know, I, I think we we might talk about it before, where the thermos I think adds like a thermos flavor to it. Absolutely. Sort of. So I don't think I've really had it in like a pure form, if you will. Mm. So, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, in, in the thermos, it's, it's been like solid. Uh, sure. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a little little hard to tell. Okay. Um, pretty quickly, what, what are your initial impressions of the... Is it round? Is it... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, I don't really know. I mean, to me, right now, just with the thermos flavor too, I mean, it just kind of tastes like a fairly standard in like a good way mm-hmm, cup, mm-hmm. you know like maybe like a, a normal drip that i would just kind of get at a coffee shop or something like the house blend um, that we had from yeah White rock <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah real, no, like, nothing against those yeah um, yeah so it, it tastes it tastes good and it does not taste bad which is maybe the better part mm, about nice. it yeah um another thing real quickly any um, Tumblr horror stories? Because I can think about think of a couple that happened this week where I was like, oh, "This thing, this week. T- yeah." Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, man, go ahead. Okay, so I got this Tumblr. It's a free one. I got. Um, first of all, I don't know what defines a Tumblr, but it has a handle mm-hmm. on it, and it's a oh. uh, it's like a little plastic um, Tumblr that I got from like a tutoring service that came to my mm-hmm. school. So it's like, oh, free coffee Tumblr. Mm-hmm. it's really bad. Like the, the <laughs> lid just always pops off. The little uh, thing that opens the, the mouth hole is mm-hmm. like super loose. Um, 
it's like plastic, so something that I don't trust putting mm. really hot liquids in it. Yeah. The worst part is though, um, one one week I was really sick, and it might have been something I brought up on the podcast. I put like a lemon ginger tea in there hmm. with like real ginger. Ooh. That flavor has not left that tumbler. Oh no. It is forever a lemon ginger <laughs> tumbler. That's horrible. It's really bad. Wow. Are you still using it though? I am. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I I'm too cheap to buy my own, so it's literally the only one of two tumblers I have. Oh, okay. That that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean generally I so I, I was gifted a Yeti tumbler. Ooh, nice. So, you know, brand name, all that stuff. So that's usually what I basically use ever since I got it. So not really any issues there other than the fact that it's not a leak-proof lid. Right, It kind of right. has that magnetic, like, sliding kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there have been times, because I mean, the tumbler keeps it pretty hot. Yeah. Um, so I, while I'm driving, I will, like, open the drinking part, you know, slide the magnetic lid back. Yeah. Then I'll forget, and then I'll, like, get out and, like, move a little too abruptly, mm-hmm. and uh, and the coffee will spill, like, what? everywhere. Like, like, wait, like come come out of where, like, you would normally drink. Because you move your car? No, because I, like, get out of the car, and then I, like, kind of, like, run to my class or wherever I got to go. Oh, so with a coffee much. in hand. Yeah, yeah, Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so that's kind of the, the only thing. Um, before that, uh, I forgot what it's called. Oh, before that, I used a Zojirushi. Ooh, I don't know if you... It's, it's, it's the, the company that makes the rice cookers. Uh, I know what you're talking elephant. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a legit, uh, that's a legit, like, a thermos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a highly rated. It's, it's really nice. Um, that one is leak-proof. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those where you put the coffee in, it's going to stay hot. Like, too hot kind of thing. <laughs> like, get so, hotter. Yeah, it's like <laughs> midday, and you're like, I still can't drink it, though. <laughs> so, it's, it's one of those. But I use that for a long time, so... Uh, both of those are pretty high quality, uh, pretty nice. So nice. I haven't had any bad um, experiences with them, other than the fact that like I, I probably should clean them more often, at least like sure. more like in depth cleaning because they kind of get get stained. It's a brown color. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, but the stainless steel or you know whatever mm-hmm. uh, metal material probably helps with the the flavor rejection. You know, yeah. not keeping it into the seeping into materials and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So overall, I mean, would recommend either of them. I mean, I don't know if I would buy the Yeti if I lost it because it's kind of expensive. Yeah. I'd probably buy another jo- Zojirushi, though. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You got any other um, coffee beverages or just general food experiences this week? Um, This week, for the first time, so like, uh, I said that Mudleaf is one of those shops, coffee shops by my house that I kind of frequent pretty yeah. often. For sure. And they have a punch card, and this past week I actually finished the punch card, so I got a free Ooh. drink from them. So that's very nice. Um, cannot complain. Um, so of course I went. I was like, "What's the most expensive thing <laughs> I can get?" Um, that also, that I would want to drink. Well, I mean, I think everything on the menu I'd want to drink. Yeah, uh, but I ended up getting a cold brew. Um, the guy was like, "You want to like small or large?" And I was like, "Uh." You know, in my mind, I was like, "Is large still free?" And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And then I just said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll go with the large." And it was so, so it was good. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, so free coffee is best coffee. Yes, sir. Well, if, if it's good. Yeah, if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> what if you got yeah. a lifetime supply of beans and brew? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. We will not speak of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how'd you like the cold brew? Uh, it's okay. I mean, it's good. Uh, but to be honest, I think my own cold brew is better. No Ooh. shade though. It's still good. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we might talk about this before, but I think with my cold brew, cause I make a cold brew concentrate, I think I probably actually don't dilute it enough for like mm. how much caffeine and stuff is in there. So I'm used to my cold brew being pretty strong. Right. And theirs just wasn't quite as strong. So that, that could probably contribute to it. But I mean, it's still good. Cold brew in general is pretty yeah. good. So. I got you. Yeah. I probably wouldn't buy it otherwise. I think it was like $5. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, that's kind of a lot. Um, That is pricey. Yeah. But I'm glad. And I'm going to start another um, punch card soon. Hey, keep racking up those points, baby. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You you go to any coffee shops or anything this week? Yeah. Well, yeah. Funny you mentioned that. Um, I... um, I haven't really gone to many this week. I, I thought about going today, but ended up uh, making some in the afternoon. Just, you know, um, made a uh, made the Wote Conga in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that was my second cup since the morning. I was really trying to dial it in on my pour over. So, Oh, made, made are you back on the today. pour over now? No more AeroPress? I am. I am. Um, yeah, in, in recent days, I have been back on the Hario. Back on the wave, yo. Mm-mm-mm. Nice. Yeah. Any particular reason? Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to actually lower the temperature of my water. Um, mm. I'm wondering if it's this particular bean or if it's, um, just maybe, you know, my, my general rule of thumb when I'm taking, when I'm taking it off the heat is give it one minute to get to the right temperature. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing that with this Wotakonga and every time I brew it, it just feels burnt or tastes burnt. Mm. Um, and because it's a light roast, I feel like it could be a more delicate bean, you know, it's washed, uh, natural processed, uh, still has a lot of, you say chaff on it. Oh yeah. Um, so it just seems like a more delicate bean. So I tried brewing it with, uh, water that was kind of about two minutes off boil. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just still trying to dial it in and, and I, I think it, I think it turned out better today. Nice. Nice. Welcome back to the pour over fam. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Well, speaking of families, kind of not really, but we're gonna transition, I guess, hey. to talking about the show for the week. Nice. Um, like you said at the top of the show, this week we're talking about the Umbrella Academy, the new Netflix show. And, uh, yes, yeah, the new Netflix superhero drama. Uh, it's a TV series adaptation of the comic book series of the same name. It follows the dysfunctional family and superhero team of the late Sir Reginald Hargreaves. The Umbrella Academy, as they are called, they reunite after their father's death and seek to uncover their mysterious past. As the group learns of an impending apocalypse, tensions rise between the siblings and lines are drawn. Mm. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I know last week when we were talking about it, uh, both of us didn't have the best first impression. That's correct. Um, now we've seen three more episodes. We're four episodes in. Uh, yep. Has your opinion changed at all on the show? 
Yeah, yeah, I can confidently say that I like the show. Ooh. Yeah. I am a fan. Okay, what what uh what has shifted for you? I think uh with this show in particular, you just you, know, you just really got to embrace the camp. You got to mm-hmm. really just and it sold it to me. I it, I didn't I didn't feel pressured to buy in by episode 2. I was like, "Man, I just I really like how upbeat and yeah. how lighthearted a lot of this stuff is. And despite how dark it is, they like to inject a lot of humor. And, mm-hmm. you know, just when you get over that thing, it's like, oh, this is supposed to be like a serious uh, superhero show. Uh, then you really just tr- start to see it for what it is, uh, mm-hmm. which I, I want to take back my comparison in our first episode of this one to Watchmen and say, it's, it reminds me a little bit more of like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, sure, sure. Just, you know... I wouldn't say the show is self-referential and self-aware, but it kind of gives off this, like, I don't know, just kind of a fantastical, crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, um, they, they might be self-aware. I haven't finished the season yet, you know, but it definitely gives off the impression like, don't take us too seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I yeah, I like that. I kind of like that vibe where it's kind of, it's fun. You can mm-hmm. just kind of watch it. You can just go along with it. I feel like it doesn't get too deep on any like one thing in, in yeah. a good way. Where it would, it's just like a, a fun ride, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they don't over-explain things. They kind of move on if they need to. Right. So right. yeah, so I I like it too. I mean, if if that wasn't already coming through, um, mm. yeah, yeah. I, so I I think it's. I don't know exactly what it is that shifted from episode one to the rest, mm-hmm. at least so far. But yeah, it just, I just, I think they like dialed it down a little bit, maybe. Um, maybe, so, yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's more fun. And maybe like the expectations are, are more established by the time you watch the first episode. Right, right. Well, so you, you're like, okay, I, I can jive with this. You know? Yeah. I mean, you. I think you come to understand who the characters are and... Mm-hmm. I think you start to see their crazy personalities as genuine to who they are. So you don't Mm -hmm. like, you're not skeptical of them that, Oh, this is just really poor acting or like, this Mm -hmm. is, but it's like, no, this is like Klaus is actually just this, just really flamboyant and almost like anti-hero character, Mm -hmm. which we can talk about later, but I really like, I really like him now. He's actually one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, and, and number five actually is probably my least favorite character now. Ooh, 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 uh, yeah, we, we, we yeah. can get into that. Cause I, I, I actually agree. You agree with me? <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like number five is annoying. Yeah. He's just so arrogant, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's him. Like all these, all, everybody in the family is pretty different. Mm-hmm. And so they, I mean, they're, they're playing to their character and their personalities, but you know, he's maybe he, is like this kid's just doing a really good job. Yeah. But yeah, he's super arrogant and I'm like, come on, dude. Um he he just feels like he's superior to everybody else. Right, right, right. He he says that too and um it, it could be that the child's acting like the character. Mm-hmm. I I feel like sometimes though like in serious scenes like Sometimes I focus on a conversation, but when I went back and watched some of the episodes a second time, I focused on number five as a character. I looked at his mm. face and his expressions. I don't think that guy can act. <laughs> <laughs> He's like smirking, I feel like, on times that aren't <clears throat> appropriate for like his delivery. Like oh, there was wow. a scene with him and Luther in the van 
And this is like when number five is basically saying how great he is. Like, I do think I'm, I'm, I'm better than you. Like I am better than you. And like, he's, they're having this kind of argument. And number five is like, got this really weird, like smirk on his mouth. Hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm convinced by that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, I don't know if you know, like, is, how old is the actor? I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, he could yeah. be in his twenties. No, that's true. I mean, you never know with yeah. the, with TV shows and stuff. Cause he's supposed to be like, I don't know, like 13 or something or 12. I don't, I don't know. He's supposed to be a kid, right? In the comics? Yeah. Yeah. In the oh. show. Yeah. 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 So, hmm. Hmm. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, him, I, I'm not, not really sold on him. And also like just even his place in the story, like mm. he is coming back cause he says the apocalypse is coming. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't even tell most of his siblings that the apocalypse is coming. Right. He so doesn't trust them. Like, yeah, he doesn't trust them. I'm mean, like, then what, what are you doing here, man? Like, mm-hmm. if, if you don't want their help, right? Right. So I'm like, yeah, you can kind of be a jerk if you want. But at the same time, like, you got to ask other people for help if, if you actually want um, if you want to accomplish what, what you're trying to accomplish, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I don't really know at this point in the show what he's really motivated by. Mm-hmm. Like at the very end of, I think, episode two, we find out that he sees all of his siblings dead. Mm, yeah. And um, and he's got the eyeball thing. So he's coming back, I guess, to figure out what this eyeball thing is all about. And he's grieving the loss of his siblings, but in the present when he's doing all these things he's not really like i said trusting them mm-hmm. you know giving them helping them you know realize what he's realized what's going to happen he's just doing everything solo dolo so like mm-hmm. if you really grieve like your siblings like and like you know i don't maybe there's some things going on that we don't we don't know yet but um yeah i feel like he would he would want their help more um yeah and maybe this plays into like the dysfunctional aspects of it but mm. you know maybe he doesn't know how to process those emotions maybe so he's mm. just like distancing himself even more uh part of me feels like it's just his personality though yeah but, he, you know yeah he does have a romantic relationship with a uh mannequin so <laughs> you're pretty spot true. on with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's one of those like uh, uh you can't you can't blame him if he's by himself for like 30 years or something. Yeah. Like anybody would go crazy, but it's just one of those like, Oh, this is, I don't know. Weird is the right word, Mm. but it's like, well, he's not a kid, but, and in the show he is just cause that's for some reason they, they wrote him back in as, as a kid, as opposed to the adult version of himself. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's this kid, you know, he's alone for so long. You just kind of like, almost pity him maybe mm-hmm, and then sure. he has a relationship with with a mannequin because he was alone for so long yeah so there's that aspect to it too but i'm like yeah i kind of feel bad for you but also you're not really helping your case by shutting <laughs> everyone out correct yeah. um man hmm, but you said klaus might be one of your favorite characters at this point so yeah t- tell me a little bit more about that one 
Uh, yeah, man, I, I dig Klaus. I, I love the scene that he had with number five at the uh, prosthetics place <laughs> with uh, yes. Mr. Big or whatever his name is. That that thought was hilarious. Um, you know, he's to- totally going for that, like, you know, Joker, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, Johnny Johnny Depp, just real crazy, you know, um, uh, just uh, off handle, off the handle kind of um, character, but... I, I like how he's done it. Um, I also really liked him in the um, scenes with Cha-Cha and Hazel. Mm, yes. um, you know, like kind of like there's almost like a redemptive uh, arc to him in these in yeah. these two, three and four. Just like you seeing him going from this person who's just motivated by dope and and drugs and and just really kind of like standing out for standing up for his brother Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and coming to grips with his own personal demons too. You know, you learn about his past with the way that his father treated him by trapping him in yes. um, that cell with uh, the ghosts, and you know, you kind of see that he is a a truly vulnerable character who mm. has some real redeemable qualities. And and like I said earlier, is like really an antihero. I think in the show. Um, yeah, what do you think about him? Or yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with everything you said. I, I like the way I, that's like exactly the thing I was thinking about. Um, that they've given him some type of like redemption, and especially mm-hmm. just like once he's finally able to get sober in episode four, because yeah. you know Cha Cha and Hazel they, they they tie him up. Yeah. And then, but then he he turns it around and utilizes like because he, he sees all their victims. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His sober because he took the drugs. To basically hide from mm-hmm. all the all the dead people, essentially, he's afraid of them, right? Um, and I think Ben, his his brother that he talks to all the time, which that's that's kind of weird because he takes the drugs so he doesn't see <laughs> the dead people, but then he just like has Ben all the all time, all the time, yeah. So I yeah, I shouldn't even think about that so right now, but I mean, you know, it's one of those like just don't don't, don't think about don't worry it. about it, yeah, yeah, don't <laughs> worry about it, just move on, move on, nothing to see, um. Yeah, but he he turns around because like you know he Ben says that he's been taking drugs to numb that side of his powers since he was a teenager. He's like you haven't been this sober since you were a teen, mm. um, but then he's able to use that to kind of turn his situation around and kind of mm-hmm. use his power for good and hopefully even in his own mind uh, kind of redeem sure. his 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 fears right his demons right. like and and just seeing those flashbacks I'm like. Man, you just feel really bad for him. And kind of like mm-hmm. humanizes him in some ways. It's like there's a reason why he's the way he is. Right. Um, and just like again, just the whole dysfunctional family aspect. Um, I think that's I mean, they're kind of playing it out pretty well, in my opinion. And all the different re- relationships. And even I think seeing that not just with the family, like the relationships with each other, but their relationships with other people too. Mm. Who who so are you talking kinda, about? Kind of plays into that one. I mean, there's you, you can talk about any of them, yeah. to be honest. Um, but most recently, I mean, I watched episode four. Um, so I, you know, I was thinking a little bit about like Diego and Detective mm. Patch. Mm. Man, that, mm. Mm, I, ooh, that I, I like their dynamic. I was like so sad when she died. Yeah, um, that was that's a bummer. Like, man. Um, I didn't yeah, expect yeah. them to to kind of take that take that turn there and be like kill off a character, right? Um, even though I mean she wasn't part of the family, she like 
she was around, but not super around. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a bummer. And then because mm-hmm. uh, uh, the kids, their their mom, their quote unquote mom, Grace, mm-hmm. dies. Uh, well, quote unquote Diego, dies. Yeah. Like deactivates her. Which, which, that's weird to me. He like doesn't tell anyone that he did it. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't really know. He just kind of lets it happen. Be like, yeah, it was Hazel and Cha Cha or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you know, that day or that night, he goes and he he sits in front of Detective Patch's house, and mm-hmm. like because he he's vulnerable, right? He's emotional and he he wants to connect and kind of talk it out or something. Right. But they end up getting into an argument. Oh, okay. Like yeah, at, yeah. At the end, yeah, and he's like when she walks I, away. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, I see why we didn't work out or something right, like right, right. That. Um. So even in that, it's like he wants it, but he's just like not able to for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diego's a, I mean, he's one of the characters I also really like in the show now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's like one of the, just like Klaus, I feel like he's one of the, the more tormented characters on the show. Like, like in these past, you know, three episodes, he's lost two very significant people in his life. Um, you know, either because he, he took them away himself or he also blames himself for mm. losing them, you know, mainly speaking about um Eudora um yeah. and and I feel like that that ending scene where um where Hazel shoots Eudora uh and then and then later Diego comes and sees her dead like I felt like that was so effective because throughout these these first four episodes they've been putting these little like micro like r- romantic scenes between them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That like you really come to understand like their history, their background without a lot of like uh, flashbacks, you know, like yeah. you just know, oh, like, man, these two used to be together. They used to be a team. They used to be in the police force together, had like a romantic arc. Um, and then there was some falling out and he's always wanted to be there for her. Uh, but she's always kind of pushed him away. And finally, the time where she needs him there, he didn't come. Mm. And, and, and she and she. um and she unfortunately got got killed. So when that happened, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is the culmination of all those little things, and yep. definitely felt for Diego at that point. Yeah, definitely. So I feel bad for feel bad for him. Uh, yeah. Uh, what were you think of any other characters though? When I said dysfunctional relationships, um, Vanya and Leonard. Ooh, ooh that's who okay. I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I mean that's definitely huge. But yeah, you, you can you can talk a little bit about that one if you want. <laughs> I mean, you've seen the future, so you know you know what's coming. But I I was always a little skeptical about Leonard since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, just his whole character introduction, like he's 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 yeah, he's not just a regular regular dude. And yeah, at the very end of the episode four, we find out that he um was flushing the pills down the drain. Mm-hmm. So um, he's obviously trying to get something out of Vanya, whether that is weaken her or, you know, I'm also thinking too, like she, they always talk about how she doesn't have any powers. I wonder mm. if it's cause she might not have powers because the pills are like dumbing her down. Just mm. like how the pills are, are, are uh, suppressing the demons and Klaus yeah, or his, yeah. his, his drugs or whatever. So um yeah I'm curious to who Leonard truly is and and maybe what's going to happen to Vanya in episode 5 when we find out like who she like who's she like without the pills. Mm, yeah. 
I feel like Leonard, man, he's playing a good game though. Like he he's pretty likable from the perspective of Anya. Like uh huh, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like he's saying the right things, doing the right things. He's got some swag. I'm not gonna lie, he's got some swag. Okay, respects. You know, she like I think is after the night where where she comes and and shares and like spends the night or whatever. Then he's like, oh yeah, I walk you to your rehearsal, and she's like, is it on the way? He's like, not at all. I'm like, all right, bro. <laughs> And then he leaves her the flowers and all that, mm-hmm. which pretty smart on his part. I mean, I don't know if he's expecting yeah. anyone to be there because Allison comes in, but you know, it, right. uh, it covers his tracks, I guess. Or True. he was, well, I guess the assumption is he's there to take the pills, mm-hmm. but then he, very he thought enough to also leave the flowers. So mm. I guess he's, he's trying to build that relationship, I guess. I'm not sure what his true intentions are quite yet Mm. um but yeah i mean he whatever he's trying i I think he's succeeding are you taking notes still like is this hey i know okay next time a girl's like i says i'm sorry i'm gonna say you don't have to apologize yes and you you send the flowers if you're like i'm not sorry i like you (laughs) um yeah yeah hey it's you know he i think he's doing it right but obviously he has some ulterior motives here. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, where do we go from here? Um, what do you think about Hazel and Cha-Cha? Yeah, they like, so in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I like Klaus more, if I like them more. Ooh. Um, so I, I really like just their characters and just what they... I feel like they're pushing the story forward in a different way. They're like this outside mm. force coming right, in. Right, right, right. And then, and also, like, at this point, I think my favorite scene is when they go to burn down the yes. prosthetics place. And they're both oh high. Oh, yes. It's so good. Like, I, I think that sort of embodies, like, one of the reasons I like this show now at mm. this point. Like, their music is on points, And yeah. it's just kind of, like, crazy, fun not snaps, really snaps. for any particular reason other right. than just like being that way. Um, so yeah. And like they're dancing and like, they're just having a good time. It's funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's that one of my favorite scenes. Um, yeah. But at the same time, they're like pretty serious cause they're like assassins or something. Mm-hmm. So there's also like very intriguing, but also like cha-cha is revealed in episode four. Like, he hasn't been killing everybody he's supposed to be killing. Correct. So it's one of those like, ooh, there's, I don't know if you call it a side story, but uh, there's just like another story arc going on beyond the family. Mm-hmm. Like Hazel Cha-Cha are having some tension, some drama, and even just like their whole purpose, like they're hunting five. So, right. But yeah. five is supposedly on their team too, maybe, because... They're like hunting five, but then five says something about he's he's one of the four horsemen. So I wonder mm-hmm. if five is actually part of Cha Cha and Hazel's crew, and they're trying to kill him because he might have betrayed their organization or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like also the the intrigue. Just like yeah, there's this whole other thing. It's like all tied together somehow. Mm-hmm. We just don't know how yet. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I like them. So I don't know if you had thoughts. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, that was one of the scenes I wrote down that I really like. Um, I was like, man, next time Dylan and I, maybe we should just go <laughs> get high <laughs> and go find some safe place to burn stuff down because that sounds super fun. Yeah, they're like um, throwing the eyeballs at each other. <laughs> yeah. 
and the music, yeah, the music is just is just perfect. Yeah, it's um, so good. That that scene gave me the same feelings I had when um, number five went to go get Dolores in the in the gimbal mm, department yeah. store, and they played the uh, "Don't Stop Me Now" <laughs> like the Queen song. Yeah. Oh man, that scene was was good. I, I like that one a lot too. Um, at at that point in the series, I was like, okay, I, I'm just starting to buy into the camp. When you get mm. to this the singling, like burning down the prosthetics, that was like the the climax for me. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm I'm totally buying into the campiness. Yeah. But just that that first scene with Hazel and Cha Cha, that's kind of the first time we get to know them. And 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 the weird the weird thing they wear the the animal yeah, masks the that hats. blow up. I was like, this whatever, is yeah. this is so freaking weird. Like. Uh, and, and like I guess it protects them because it's like metal when it blows up. Yeah, that was weird yeah, to me. Was, I was like, "What?" <laughs> it is. It is just total absurdity. This show, but um, I kind of love it now. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't even think about like their mask. It's like not even explained. There's just these really goofy things just because. Mm-hmm. But they're there. I mean, they're assassins <laughs> there to kill people. And 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 that was one of the pieces of evidence is like Cha Cha's or no Hazel's like ear that was like yeah. burned off. <laughs> yeah, and Cha Cha's like and pointing at it while it's on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's funny. Yeah, I think there's just uh, a lot of the more like fun scenes, just kind of like energetic scenes. Like I feel like mm-hmm. they, yeah are kind of um, initiated sort of by Hazel and Cha Cha. Yeah, um, yeah, and they they also attack the house. Yes, yeah, I remember that scene. That. So they they're g- coming in guns blazing or or fire or something all the time. <laughs> yeah, they they have unlimited ammo in those like Uzis or whatever they got, <laughs> and they have like a oxygen tank too, I guess, to break open doors. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, where they whipped out the oxygen tank out of their trunk, a bunch of tools and weapons and stuff. I right. Don't even know. Did like yeah, a no and, country. And they got that briefcase man. though. They had the briefcase. Oh, had had. Ooh, good, good yeah, correction. Klaus. Yeah, yeah. So that that's like the cliffhanger, or like one of the cliffhangers for or episode four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Klaus takes the briefcase and he he's just like, please be money, please be anything, <laughs> and but just money. And then then he like disappears. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I just like again, it's like this the show just being absurd and just kind of mm-hmm. pushing it, and just I feel I feel like they're just really creative in like mm-hmm. their presentation mm-hmm. of things because the scene where he's trying to open the briefcase, he's sitting across a bus from this lady, yes, and he's just like making faces at her, and she's like <laughs> like kind of awkward, kind of flirting <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah, 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 and so that that they totally didn't need to do that, but they did, mm-hmm. you know. And then he like disappears or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he goes somewhere in the future, in the past. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else, man? Anything else that you liked, or anything that you felt was a little off, or things you didn't like? Mm. There's a one thing they don't they haven't really talked about it that much. But it seems implied that uh, Luther and Allison had a relationship. Ooh, there are a lot of those in this Yeah, yeah, show. which, I mean, they're not biologically related, but True. it's just kind of, like, weird. It just makes you feel weird because they're, like, <laughs> a step-siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so that, like, just continues to add to the dysfunction. Mm. It's just, like, it's all in it. just, like, keeps layering on and on as you learn about 
individual character backstories, like mm-hmm. their past history with each other, other people. Like, right. I think the the family is just uh, becoming more and more compelling as I hear their mm-hmm. stories and kind of get a little bit more invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's one yeah, of those. I was like, ooh, okay, but all right, it just helps shed the light. Right, right, right. Between their kind of connection there. Um, And there was also this weird, I don't know if you got this vibe, kind of weird Oedipus complex thing with um, with um, mom, the the Grace robot with um, Diego. Mm. Like, I feel like there was this kind of strange. I don't I don't want to say it was incestuous, but it just felt to me, it felt a little little bit like an Oedipus kind of thing. Um. Yeah, like he's trying to protect him, protect her from dad, and yeah. you know how like the only way to really save her is to kill her, and no one needs to know about us, and mm. just I don't know. Hmm. But but they had a special connection. You learn about that in childhood. Yeah, that she was like really teaching him how to not stutter and articulate and things like that. Yeah, for sure. So it's like it's not it's not really clear cut, which I think I, I like that about just the way they're presenting all the relationships. Mm-hmm. Like they all just kind of influence. And then now we see them in the present, but also like as we continue to see more of them in the past. But yeah. So I like this show, I guess. <laughs> what would you rate it? Ooh. Um, at this point, probably a four. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? Um, I would agree. Yeah, four out of five. Um, yeah. I, I would actually say five out of five. Ooh. Um, you know, if 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 the show wraps up really nicely, I'll maintain that four. Um, yeah. you know, I'm just I just really been impressed uh, since the first episode. It it's not something that it hurts me to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to move on to our uh, last segment of the show, uh, What's Making You Happy This Week. So, Dilly, man, what's, ha- what's making you happy this week? Yeah, uh, so something that I did this past weekend that is very different from what I would normally be doing with my life. Okay. Um, so I have a friend of mine. Uh, he, uh, he's a rapper, I guess. I mean, you say it's, like, it's a hobby of his um, to rap. Uh, you, okay. you, you know, shout out Instagram is the real Z double. Uh, oh. th- that's, that's my friend. But uh, he goes to different open mics around in the Dallas area or DFW area. And okay. on Friday, uh, he was going to open mic and I, I went with him, you know, support and just see see what it's like. Yeah. And it was, it was really fun. It was, it was really a, a awesome event. Um, is in a pretty small, I don't even know what it is, just random building. It just like has a room in it. Okay. But, um, and then, yeah, they, they have open mic and they have a list. So the people kind of call up different people on the list and all the artists they're basically everyone was amazing. In, in my mm. opinion, there's a bunch of poets, uh, rappers, singers, um, just kind of like singer songwriter sort of things. Yeah. So yeah, um, I had a really good time and that's not really something that I would probably be going to, hmm. uh, if it weren't for my friend. But, um, yeah, kind of experiencing something new. Also, just being able to experience art uh, from different yeah. artists out there. And, yeah, a lot of people, I mean, they're they're doing it for the love of the art because they're not getting paid for that. You know, right. they all, I assume, have other jobs and do other things. But that's mm-hmm. something that they like to do. 
Um, That's dope. And, and they're doing it, and they're confident, and they're just trying to put their art out there. So, you know, I respect it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, For me, um, I went to a place um, called uh, Kung Fu Noodle in the area. Yeah. So, you know, I had to bring it back to food. Uh, it's a new, like, um, like kind of like a Shandong Chinese, like, noodle house yeah. in Dayton. And they had a dish there. It, you know, like how Chinese restaurants do, they kind of have these super long, drawn-out names that, like, don't mean anything. Like, this one was called, well, it does mean something, but they, they it's, it's, a, it's a normal noodle dish that they called a taste across China noodle dish, like noodle soup <laughs> dish. The whole thing spelled out with, like, quotation marks. And I asked him, I was like, is this the real name of the dish? He's like, oh, no, it's just, like, this name that has, like, three characters. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but um, it was really good. And, and just, you know, going there and eating food that reminded me of, like, my childhood. And I yeah. had a conversation with the waitress just talking about, like, this tastes like something my mom would make at home. And just kind of making that um, Asian connection there. Nice. So, yeah, that, that was uh, definitely a highlight of my week just to kind of reconnect with uh, my culture. Yeah, yeah, Dayton. All right, getting the Asian representation. <laughs> yeah, very nice. You're a poet, and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, and thanks for pouring it over with me, Dill. Um, I look forward to finishing off this first season of Umbrella Academy with you next week. Um, we're going to move on to another show after this. Uh, if you guys have any ideas or have any suggestions, please drop us a line on Instagram or just reach out to us. I know a lot of you guys know us personally. Let us know kind of what you guys are watching so we can kind of tune in as well. Um, but without further ado, let's end this podcast with our standard outro. This was the Pour Over Podcast. You can email us at pouroverschow at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. You can find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us and take care.